Hello and welcome to Podcast Extra with myself, Jess Percival, and the wonderful Tim Cameron Kitchen. Doing things a little bit differently today, and Tim has actually prepared some very, very exciting slides to talk about this topic. So, if you are listening to the podcast, we are going to do our best to describe things and make things interesting. But if you do want to see the slides, you can head over to our YouTube channel and watch the video on Catch Up to see those slides. Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks Jess. I have to say I'm a little concerned that um, my slides are being very oversold as being described as very exciting. I think they're exciting. I don't know how many others will feel they're exciting and they are the most basic and ugly slides you may ever see as well. I'm sure they'll be fine. So maybe podcast listeners, you might not be missing out. That is soon to be found out. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine and I'm sure they'll help everybody learn. So today's topic is going to be gift vouchers and loyalty schemes. As we were talking about this recently and we felt like it was a really interesting topic and something that marketers aren't talking about as much as they could be. When I was doing some research for this, there actually wasn't that many pieces of content out there, that many videos out there. So I'm really excited that we're going to talk about this today. So take it away, Tim. Thanks. Yeah, just to echo what you just said, really. So we looked at gift cards and loyalty schemes as part of our Black Friday um, review, our, our Black Friday podcast extra episode. And as we we're digging through some of the statistics, I was like, wait, hold on. I think this might be one of the most significant arbitrage and leverage opportunities for businesses and marketing departments that I've ever seen. And it's sort of hidden in plain sight. Once you start running through the numbers, which I'm going to run through um, in this, which is why there are slides, but I'm going to talk through all the numbers anyway for the audio listeners. I think actually the opportunity only gets bigger. It's one of those things that's easy to underestimate um, because it taps into some sort of weird uh, psychology hacks or, or problems that we have with, with quantifying these types of things. So we're going to be talking about um, gift vouchers and loyalty schemes. Most of today, I'm going to be talking about gift vouchers, although to an extent, they can be interchanged. There are actually some significant advantages that loyalty schemes have over gift vouchers, namely that you can sort of gamify them a bit. So whereas a gift voucher is a very fixed monetary value um, with a loyalty scheme, particularly if you're offering points, you can play with these a bit. You can increase the value of the points. You can decrease the value of the points. You can allow people to redeem one point for one cent or one penny, or you can change that ratio over time. So you can be a bit more clever with the loyalty schemes, but we're going to keep things quite simple with gift vouchers because there are much more sort of discrete number of variables. Um, so what have we got? Well, I wanted to give you some stats first of all. Now, there are loads of different stats on gift vouchers. Um, and a lot of these are like super old, like 10 years old. Bankrate does some amazing studies and, and they release statistics every few years. Now, their latest set of statistics was from July 2023. And here you go. 47% of US adults have at least one unused gift card. 47%. Now this goes up to 62% of those with a household income, so not personal income, but household income over $100,000. So of course, if you are selling to a more premium audience, then this only makes more sense to be selling gift cards and potentially using gift cards as an incentive to purchase as well. 
here's where things get crazy, right? The average value of these unused gift cards is $187 per person. And we're going to talk about what that actually means for the businesses giving these gift cards in just a minute. But this is going up. This is trending up. This is up from $116 in just two years. So that is a big old increase. If you're watching the video, that's a big old increase in uh, in the average value of these unused gift cards. Remember, an unused gift card is essentially a free loan to your business and a percentage of that will never, ever be redeemed. 11% of US adults have over $300 of unused gift cards. 3% have over $1,000 of unused gift cards. And remember, that is an unsecured well, it's sort of secured loan against your business, carries no interest at all, subject to inflation, um, and a percentage of it will never, ever get used. Jess, what are you thinking? I can see your open mouth. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that people are getting $1,000 gift cards. That was the first thing that just totally <laughs> blew my mind. But I think um, what people forget is a lot of these do actually have an expiry date on them. Sometimes it's a year, sometimes it's two years. It really depends on you know, the business and how you choose to to run this, basically. Some will be like, you know, I suppose smaller businesses will be like, oh, it's it's infinite. But I'm not saying sell gift cards in order to for people not to spend them. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it's just really interesting that they are so popular, especially around the holiday seasons, especially for just pretty much pretty much anyone. Pretty much anyone receives gift cards as gifts or gives them um yeah and it just completely is blowing my mind a bit that it's increased so much the average value per person has increased so much in two years and that people are getting thousand dollar gift cards incredible and that they haven't used them they haven't used them. like i'm gonna yeah, blow your mind wow. even more just gonna blow your mind even more this only gets more crazy right Let's keep going. More stats. Over Only 70% of gift cards are redeemed within 180 days. This is from a Patronix study in 2019. So that means obviously 30% of gift cards aren't being used in the first six months. Now, at the one-year mark, 20% of those are still unredeemed. So what happens is this graph tails off. People, The fewer and fewer people use these gift cards. And at any one time, there's between 10 and 19% of the total gift cards out there are unredeemed. Now, Gift cards are not only a great way to get free money from your customers, but they also increase the sales that you get from those customers. So for example, for restaurants, restaurants using loyalty cards see a 120% increase in sales and a 138% increase in visits. So people come more often and they spend more. Uh, gift card users, according to Forbes, are two and a half times more likely to pay full price. So they're also less price sensitive. Disney dollars, right? they get you to trade your real money for Disney dollars because then it's monopoly money. And who cares if you're spending $15 on a soda that's the size of a bucket? Doesn't matter because it's not real money. This is the, you're going home from your holiday. You've got all that money in your wallet that's not real money. In the airport, you are the least price sensitive human on earth. You want to spend the most. I've got 15 but to spend, I want to buy a drink. I'm actually looking for something which is the most expensive that uses up as many of these as possible. So I become the opposite of price sensitive. So we are tapping into this weird human psychological flaw using gift cards as well. 
Now let's talk about selling gift vouchers. And what we're going to do here is we're going to compare the idea of selling gift vouchers versus selling products on your site. Now I'm not suggesting that you're going to stop selling products and you're only going to start selling gift vouchers, but we're just going to look at the financial impact of selling a thousand pounds of gift vouchers versus selling a thousand pounds product. So in, in both cases, we're selling a thousand pound worth of stuff, right? Whether we're selling gift vouchers or products. Now gift vouchers are subject to something called breakage, which is the percentage that are never spent or are not spent within a period of time that that, that, that amount can then be uh, transferred to the balance sheet. That's a bit boring, but basically a percentage of them is never spent. The num number varies according to what statistics you look at. Around 10% seems to be fairly common. So straight away, if you're selling a thousand pound of gift vouchers, you've got a hundred pounds free money because that money never gets spent. Then you've got to adjust for the overspend. So this is people taking their gift vouchers to your store, spending the gift vouchers, but spending more than the amount of the gift vouchers. And again, statistics vary, but around 65% of people overspend by 38%, which gives a sort of blended average overspend of 24.7%. So on average, you give someone a 10 pound gift card, they're going to spend £12.47. So on top of that £1,000 worth of gift vouchers, we're adding another £247 of sales that are generated by this overspend. Now, if we apply a 20% net margin to all of the numbers in our business, right? Selling £1,000 of gift vouchers or selling £1,000 of product obviously gives us a £200 net profit, right? If we send a that we spent in the thousand if we sell sorry a thousand pounds worth of t-shirts and then we've got a 20 percent net margin we get 200 pounds that the business retains as net profit but because of the economics of gift cards we've got this breakage and then we've got this overspend that means the net profit that we generate from selling a thousand pounds of gift vouchers is actually 329 percent 329 pounds which is um about 60 percent more net profit than the same amount of product being sold. Jess, do you know a better way to increase the profitability of a business by 60% without doing anything operationally at all? No, it's amazing. And one of the things as well is that it's, it's beneficial to your customers themselves too, who want to share and want to be advocates and want to share your, your brand with other people or people who weren't customers, but know that their friend, family member, whoever really likes that business. It just makes things easy for those people who don't know what to buy that person. They don't know their specific likes and dislikes in that brand. They just know that they like them. It just makes it so much easier. So you're making things easier for old customers and new customers alike, and you're making more money. Yeah. That's, What's not to love? <laughs> and that's a great point, right? That's, that's not even considering customer acquisition cost, which with a gift voucher, if you're if someone's buying it to give to a friend, that customer is free, that new customer is free. Whereas in the world of marketing, we know that a customer ain't never free. So you've got that customer acquisition cost coming out of that as well, which we haven't even projected because I couldn't even figure out how to get my head around it. But that makes it even more significant. If you're spending, say, 2x your net profit on your initial sale on customer acquisition cost then you might be going negative if you're selling a thousand pound worth of products whereas if you're selling gift vouchers 
you're in the black straight away. Yeah. We also Fantastic. talked about using gift vouchers to sort of incentivize um, purchase as an alternative to discounting. And we spoke about this for Black Friday, but it can work at any sort of holiday season or sales season. For example, if you buy from us today, you will get a whatever, you'll get whatever percent of your purchase back in gift cards or loyalty points. Or if you spend a certain amount, you'll get a certain value of gift card free of charge. These numbers get freaking wild because when you offer a discount, that money is coming straight from the bottom line of the business. If we apply the same metrics, comparing giving a discount of a thousand pounds across a range of sales versus giving away gift vouchers of a thousand pounds across a range of sales, the numbers get even more crazy. Once we adjust for the breakage, those gift cards that remain unspent, and we adjust for those unspent, uh, for the overspent that comes from the gift vouchers, this means if we give away a thousand pounds of gift vouchers, we're basically reducing our net profit by 128 pounds. If we give away a thousand pounds through discount, we are reducing our net profit by 1000 pounds. So we've got 128 pounds negative impact by giving away a thousand pound of gift vouchers or a thousand pounds negative impact by giving away a thousand pound of discount. Now, of course, there will be times where you need to discount products in order to shift it. But if you're looking at, you know, comparing the two options here, there is absolutely no contest. Giving away gift vouchers is by far the most financially sensible thing that you can do. Jess, what are you thinking? Help me. Yeah, I think I think what's really great about this, just to kind of move away from the numbers, I, f I feel like that's what I'm offering. Tim throws <laughs> the numbers at you and I tell you what they mean. Um, so your business may be one where you don't want to do discounts. Um, it just doesn't really fit with your business model. It doesn't really fit with your like positioning. Like for instance, I've noticed Lush very, very rarely do discounts. They don't really run sales except at the end of like a holiday season. So they'll be maybe put a discount on their Christmas stuff, for example, but their core products, very, very rarely do they put a discount on them because they want to kind of keep people buying all year. They don't want to sort of make them wait for a sale or anything like that. They kind of want to keep things steady. Um, so if your business is like that, this is a great way to be able to sort of offer a discount while not having to actually compromise on your price point. Um, and another thing that's really amazing about this too is that let's say you're, you offer somebody a discount, they're a one-time purchaser, they take the thing, they take the discount, job done. If you give them a voucher, that gives them, firstly, it gives them an incentive to come back or they'll hand it off to someone else and be like, I only wanted to buy this one thing. Give the gift card to someone else. That's a new that's a new customer. So it's this sort of very, very similar to what we were saying before. If you're giving them, if somebody is buying a gift voucher as opposed to them being sort of like an alternative to a discount and being given away by your business, um, they both, keep existing customers coming back and bring in new customers which is really really exciting so even beyond it being this fantastic you know investment in a way because yep. like, like tim said uh -huh. offering a discount of a thousand pounds means that you lose a thousand pounds offering a gift voucher of a thousand pounds could potentially mean that you only lose 128 pounds 
So it's just, yeah, very, very cool. These, yeah, you were right. These stats are continuing to blow my mind <laughs> um, for sure. I think I'm almost done with the stats. What I'm going to leave you with is the amount of unspent gift vouchers that are sitting on the balance sheets of some of the US's largest companies. And think about how much they would have to pay for this level of debt if this were provided by commercial finance. So Walmart has $1.9 billion of unspent gift cards at the end of 2019. Amazon, $2.8 billion of unspent gift cards. 2018, Starbucks, $1.6 billion. And I'm pretty sure I read that Starbucks is increasing their unspent gift cards on an annual basis around 100 to $150 million. Uh, and then Target, $727 million of unspent gift cards. So obviously, unless you're Walmart, Amazon, Starbucks, or Target, you're probably not going to have that level of uh, free money just sat in your business. But um, the point here is that once you build up a gift card scheme and once you promote gift cards prominently on your website, you will start to build up this level of sort of free cash uh, that just sits in your business, uh, rolling from year to year in unspent gift cards. Jess, I'm in love. Absolutely. I like how we went from discussing this the other week to being like, wow, this is actually, there's something really, really untapped here, you know, and it being this this fantastic um, conversation. Yeah, I mean, I know Starbucks, I feel like they got in a little bit of trouble because they would only let you use either your money or a gift card to um, pay for something. So if you had, let's say, $3 left on your gift card and a coffee is cheapest coffee is $3.50 let's say you then couldn't use that money so they I know they did get in a little bit of trouble for that because I know for instance with Amazon I've used Amazon gift cards in the past and it will say um you know that you can pay for part of it with your gift card and part of it with cash um so yeah there are definitely some things there in terms of like you don't want to put too much of a short expiry date on it like it seems like a year is fairly standard um, and you kind of don't want it what you don't want to make it difficult for people to use that gift card you know if your cheapest item is is three dollars and somebody's got one dollar let them put that money towards it because else they'll they'll get pretty i feel like it creates kind of a bad bad taste in their mouth so yeah, yeah definitely be careful don't don't necessarily take the starbucks route but i do think they maybe made some changes that i think they were told they had to actually make some changes in that regard. So yeah, did think that was that was super interesting. It was amazing seeing those stats. Thank you so much for sharing, Tim. And your PowerPoint was it was fine. It was, it was fine. Oh. Just kept things kept things clean and tidy. So you never guessed you know, that it took me about seventeen minutes, right? That's that's very good and exact. Yeah, we wouldn't have known. Very impressive, Tim. If only very I hadn't said. On the topic of expiry dates, I remember Dan Kennedy always used to say when it came to guarantees that the longer the guarantee period that you offered, actually the less, uh, the, the fewer people would request it, will claim it. Because if you say, you know, you've got a cutoff of 30 days in their head, they're thinking, right, 30 days, I've got to redeem before 30 days is up. Yeah. Whereas if you say, you know, three years, well, okay, I can just do it next year. I can do it next year. And oh, interesting. Our concept of time just sort of, evaporates doesn't it over over a longer period so um yeah obviously we, we're not saying that you're running a gift card or loyalty scheme just to get the breakage and to get the unspent money you actually want people to use these vouchers because then they become consistent customers and they yes. overspend and then they buy stuff for their friends and they buy gift cards for their friends because you're running email marketing campaigns to promote your new gift card offering in time for christmas and the holiday season but there is that additional benefit 
yeah i see so much marketing especially around christmas like you said where it will be not sure what to get them a gift card is great you know if you're running gift guides if you're including gift guides on your website there'll be people who don't know necessarily what to get for someone who'll be typing in you know a such and such gift guide they'll look be looking at this totally confused and just think you know what i'll just get them a gift card makes things so much easier and there are some things that like personal you know a few for a few years in a row i got my mum some ikea gift cards just because she was like i want new furniture don't really know what i want um so i just kind of gave her the opportunity to go and browse which is super super helpful um got 10 minutes left should we talk a little bit about loyalty points because i read a yeah i read a great quote the other day i think it might have been in ogilvy on advertising but don't quote me on that good reading jess yeah, but it was from, it was talking about how somebody's partner went to, I think she was sick and her partner wanted to go and get her some um, some medicine from Sainsbury's. And some, I don't know if it was Ogilvy, I can't remember now, but anyway. It doesn't sound like story. an Ogilvy story. <laughs> it doesn't, no. So I think, unless it was a secondhand story, but regardless, I read it somewhere, okay? It's legit. Um, but yeah, the partner said, oh, you're going to Sainsbury's, take my Nectar card and scan my Nectar card when you go. And when he got to the till, he scanned the Nectar card and the cashier said, do you want to use your Nectar points to pay for this medicine? And he said, yes, because why not? Points are points. Got home and he was like, oh my God, it was free because of your Nectar points. And apparently she was fuming because she was saving them for something special. But regardless, she could just use cash to get that same thing because they've saved a tenner now using points. And it was a really interesting look into how people perceive loyalty points and sort of gathering up the loyalty points. Um, I have noticed as well, different companies are starting to extend these loyalty schemes. I think it was um, Elf Makeup. I noticed the more you spend on their site they do give you discounts but they also give you you know the more you spend then you get free shipping you know or the more points you have so it's not just oh you spend 50 quid you get you know free shipping with orders over 50 pounds they'll also do it so if you're a like a pro user they'll give you this free shipping as well as a discount as well as like early access to new products and all this kind of things that makes you go like oh, well, I'm nearly at that next level. So I might as well spend just that little bit more because then I'll be able to get some, you know, I'll be able to get free shipping. I'll be able to get all this stuff. And I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, The other thing I wanted to say about loyalty cards and loyalty points is that if you're in a situation where gift cards aren't quite right for you right now and you don't want to be running sales, you can offer things like double points events. I know that like Boots, the Boots Advantage card are always doing double points events and they'll highlight certain products as being double points um, and then to kind of encourage you to buy them and spend the money on that or maybe it'll be everything in the shop um, and actually you're not you're giving away points yes okay in the future it might turn into money but right now it's just points um, yeah I thought it was it was very very interesting and, and I think you know the boots loyalty scheme is great in two ways we, we spoke about uh, price sensitivity a scheme like that where you earn a point for every pound or dollar that you spend makes you less price sensitive on the initial purchase because actually, yeah. well, if there's a £10 product and a £15 product, I'm going to get more points if I get the £15 product. So you feel like you're saving on the on the sort of entry into the points. And then, of course, when you're spending points, you're also less price sensitive. 
So it's a really yeah. great way of chipping away that price sensitivity, both on the initial trigger purchase, but also on the spend purchase. That's it's almost like I guess there almost is some price sensitivity on the on the spend purchase, but in a really interesting way in that people are more likely to buy something special that costs a bit more using their points. And maybe they'll say, okay, I've got, you know, a hundred quids worth of points to use. I might as well buy this 150 quid thing because they feel like it's almost like free money when actually they've been earning those points through spending money with the same brand over and over. Um, and I definitely find, you know, because I have a super drug loyalty card instead of a boots advantage card, I'll be more likely to go to super drug when I can instead of boots so that I can get my points. So I think it's, it's another kind of way that you can, you can stand out from other people in your industry. We've had a great question on the live stream um, asking from Annabelle, do you think gift cards and vouchers are better than offering exclusive discounts with services customers that who could be like interested in these for a service-based business? Do you think it can work for service-based business businesses or do you think it has to be done in a certain way? That's a very good question, Annabelle. I think from, from the numbers perspectives, gift vouchers and vouchers and loyal, whether it's gift vouchers, vouchers, or whether it's a loyalty scheme, which is the other way I think this could work for a service-based business, um, makes a lot more sense than discounts, uh, uh, you know, under any circumstance. We've seen the difference between incentivizing with gift vouchers and loyalty points or uh, giving just pure discounts. And it makes absolutely no sense to offer sort of financial discounts where you possibly can replace that with loyalty points. Uh, which is why, you know, you see companies like Boots running uh, loyalty point promotions uh, as much as they possibly can over just like here's money off. Uh, or if they yeah. do offer money off, it'll be over, you know, you have to buy a certain number of things or it's like a three for two thing. So they're increasing their average order value in order to make up the the, the money that they're giving away. Um, so, yeah, I think loyalty programs probably more relevant to, to service-based businesses, but I would definitely test that, you know, um are the, the physios and the hair places near us all have uh loyalty uh schemes yeah. and gift cards and vouchers and, and things like that as well exactly and i think even if you're running more of like a a utility kind of service business like i often have friends make jokes and be like what do you want for your birthday and they're just like could you pay my gas bill <laughs> you know like could you yeah could you you know and i think there are potentially other things like different companies that could actually really benefit from that and it's stuff like even your car service like obviously it's only once a year but I tend to shop around every single time whereas actually if a business was to be like if you come here every year you know your sixth year is free or something I know that sounds like a really long time away but after you've been some a couple of times you'll be like well I've only got three more times and that's like over the over a long period of time you know maybe on the sixth visit that's the time that you don't need a service and it actually turns out that that would have been when you they would have been making less money from you anyway, but they've already got five visits out of you. So there's so many different different ways that you can do this. Um, and I don't think enough service-based businesses in terms of stuff that isn't sort of, I guess, fun, like having your hair done or going, to, going for a massage or anything like that, think there is definitely space for it that people yeah. are taking up. I think you made a really good point there, but... You're, what you're doing with these programs is they tap into some weird sort of game part of our brains, don't they? That yeah. actually makes no logical sense. Like I drove around for 
five years shopping at Shell, Shell garages, spending more than the average cost on petrol because I had my Shell loyalty card. Yeah. I had no way of redeeming it. Turns out all the vouchers went to an old house, but still I was going to it because I was like, well, I've been doing it for four years. I may as well carry yeah. on. Like it's completely illogical. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But you know, the, these tricks are sort of hardwired into all of our brains and, and the yeah. companies that are using these loyalty programs, they understand how to tap into them. That's why they, they still exist. Yeah. In a way, it's almost taps into that fear of missing out. You're, you're worried about missing out on these points, missing out on these exclusive offers you get by being a shell loyalty customer, you know, and yeah, it, I, it also strengthens your affinity to that brand. Like I used to have as many loyalty cards as I could fit in my wallet. And now when they ask me, I'm like, okay, how many have I got? Yeah, I don't have room for that. No. And I'm like, how often will I actually use it? So it kind of means the ones that I do have, I kind of feel a little bit more, I don't know. I feel more affinity for them. Like I said, with the, with the um, super drug one, you know, I'm more likely to go there just because I've got a loyalty card. So I think, yeah, it can apply to anything. It really can. Super. Yeah. Anything else to add, Tim? I don't have anything else to add other than to experiment, to use loyalty points or to set up a loyalty scheme or to use gift vouchers in your marketing as we come up to holiday season. As we've said, this is something that people like to receive. It means that your new customer acquisition cost potentially goes down to zero uh, or you actually get paid to get new customers if you consider the breakage and overspend. Um, so this is something that I really encourage you to, to tap into this season. Yes, there's one thing actually that just popped into my head that I also wanted to mention is that it's actually quite a good way to handle customer complaints um, or just sort of repaying your customers for needing to wait. Um, so recently I was picking up some coffees and had the coffee machine broke. So I had to wait like 20 minutes for the coffees. And instead of being like, oh, we'll give you a refund, they were like, let me give you an extra stamp. So then you'll get a free coffee next time. And I was like, that is really smart because I was like, yeah, free coffee. In my mind, I'm getting a free coffee. Whereas actually they're just giving me one stamp, <laughs> you know? And I was like, that was that was really, really smart. And I don't know if it's because they'd seen on my loyalty card that I was like one away from getting free coffee or what it was. But I was like, yeah, really, really, really clever. Really like that. That's really clever. Um, Phil has just asked, is it worth discounting gift cards? Um, it's an interesting question, Phil. I would... The data would tell you, yes, you could discount a gift card by about 12.4% and, and still be, you know, still be up um, because of the breakage and overspend. But I would actually say I, I wouldn't want to do that because what you might find that was happening is that people would uh, essentially buy your gift cards to make the purchase they were already going to make with cash anyway. Um, so all of your numbers would end up being skewed there because you'd have people doing some sort of arbitrage to get an effective 12.8% discount on all of your products. So I wouldn't do that. You'd also get people trying to buy gift cards with gift cards in order to get the eventual cost down to zero, which is just mental, <laughs> but we're not even going to go there. So I would say no, no. Um, <laughs> but you possibly could. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, as ever, if you have any more questions, you can leave them on the YouTube recording or you can um, leave them in reviews on any of the podcast platforms which you're listening on or head to our social media and drop us a message there. I hope you enjoyed this kind of different podcast extra. It'd be great to know what you think about us kind of going back and forth and discussing some of these these topics. And if you would like to hear us talk more about this topic, let us know if you feel like there's more you'd like to hear. We might even make it into a full video if there is enough interest. And with that said, 
Oh, Tim, it looked like you're about to I was going to say, if you've got any, if you've got any uh, stories of naughty gift card usage, I'm really interested in the, the naughtiness. <laughs> um, so I think we could potentially have a, a curious topic, on a curious conversation on that. But anyway, that's another story. We're done. Do you mean like Starbucks making it? Yeah, so that yeah. Can't... What are the gift card like, scams that are out there? Not that we want to do yeah. them, but it's, I think it's no, just entertaining. It people who like true crime, right? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, on that note, if you enjoyed this podcast and you're watching or listening on YouTube, please give give us a follow, give us a subscribe, give us a subscribe, subscribe to our channel is what I meant. If you are listening on a podcast platform, please hit follow and rate our podcast as well if you really enjoyed it. That would be super, super helpful. And if you haven't already, request your free website and marketing review at exposureninja.com slash review. If you're eligible, you will get a free 15 minute review of your website marketing with an actionable list of things that you need to do next with that said we'll see you next week yeah hearts thanks all bye